I fell in love with a groupie. Jenny, this shit is a movie. I do not flirt. I took it down to her too. Sorry, thought that you knew me. No, I don't worry from everything. Nigga be bitching. Boys will carry a purse. Think they berserk. Till they get put on a shirt. Till they get put in the earth. Can't fuck with these niggas. I talked to Daffy. He told me that pussy just look for the whistle. I'm kicking back with your bit of momentum. Plotting no ends. Can't fuck with the blender. I'm a contender. Told you gon' fuck with the winners. Niggas gon' die in the briscoe. Play. I might die for my brothers. These niggas can't see me. Can't out with each other. The hardest one that I put that on my mother. I love her. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I am who I am. My name is my name. And welcome into episode 56 of Shooting the Shit with Sands. It is oddly quiet in here. All I can hear is this fucking AC unit. That's all I can fucking hear. But guess what? I'm back again, bitch. My face looks so fat. Oh, I'm on this pod talking about my weight every two episodes. Listen, shit happens, right? So, you know what's crazy is you get to the age where your injuries catch up with you. Did you know that I'm at that age now, right? Tore my ACL about five or six years ago. And post-surgery... My fucking surgeon tells me, hey, listen, you're going to have some tendonitis show up in about five years, if not a little bit longer, right? So I wasn't like working out hella hard, but I was getting a run in three, four days a week. That's all you need to do for me anyways. That's just me, right? Three to four days a week. Then I woke up one day, (laughs) bruh. I was walking around my stores. Y'all know what I do. I was walking around my stores in every step that I like. You know when you straighten your knee up? Straighten my knee. Sharp pain all the way down to my ankle. From my knee to my ankle. Knee to my ankle. Every fucking step. So I couldn't work out for a couple months. So I've been like massaging it. Rehabbing it on my own. You know what I mean? And I'm back again. So hopefully when I start working out, my face will thin up. I just see a fucking... Moon, I just see fucking Caillou, that fucking bald fuck. That's just what I see, that fucking round-ass head. I just have a fucking round face right now, you know? But like I said, I talk about my weight on this podcast. And you know what? I hadn't gained any weight. I'm fucking two, I'm sitting at 212. Sitting at 210 right there. Lose my 10, I'll be all right, right? I don't, my weight doesn't move. My body changes. Does that make sense? I know that sounds nuts. My weight does not move, but my body changes. Like, that actually happens. Like, my face gets fat. Or, like, I've been drinking. I got a whiskey on me right now. I don't care. I've been drinking. So, like, two days of drinking, my body bloats up. Same weight. Same weight. Drink a lot of water. I go like this. Same weight. Same weight. Drink alcohol. Eat fast food. And then I got a fucking chest belly. And I'm like, you know that chest belly? I know a lot of my homies ain't. A lot of my homies are fit as fuck. So you people, you got that chest belly where like you got your titties and then right where it creases, it's a belly. That's what I had for a long time. Now I'm trying to suck in and shit. <laughs> That's what I had for a long time. I ain't got it no more, but you know what to do. Y'all know, all my friends know how I do. I'll sit there and eat salad for fucking two months and lose 15 pounds and call it a day. I don't give a fuck. When I want to lose weight, I'll lose it, right? But me and Nene 
had made an agreement that we're going to um, get back in the gym on Monday, and it sucked because I kind of drew her back from that, you know, with my knee shit. So we were, we were going pretty hard at it. So hopefully we improve on that. But what's up with y'all today? I'm over here just randomly ranting. What's up, man? On the podcast today, um, it's nothing crazy. I'm going to talk about the heat, right? Talk about the heat. Big win over the Celtics today. And then I'm giving like conference, um, just like a conference roundup, I guess you would call it. Because to me, I think our, the the teams are set in stone. Not the seeding, the teams though. The teams are set in stone. And I'm just going to kind of go through what I think each team is capable of in the playoffs and things of that nature. Um, and then I'm going to get into a guy who is one of the most controversial people in sports. Not in a good or bad way, just in a way that your opinion on him is like one or two things. You hate him or love him, right? And I'm not that dude. Um, but he set a huge milestone, and I talked about him on my last podcast. Uh, he made the All-NBA team, third team. Russell Westbrook, man, I'm going to go over like a big diatribe about his legacy and like putting things in perspective. Um, Basically, I'm going post-KD. You know, and I, I think that I'll, I'll touch on the KD years a little bit, but I think we have forgotten what this dude actually does for a basketball team on the court, even in 2021 at 33 years old, you know, so it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, how we doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking, all right? I, uh, I was sitting here and I was thinking of fucking topics for the podcast, right? And then guess what happened? <laughs> the group chat the group chat will always the group chat and my beautiful smart intelligent funny woman always bring me topics they bring me topics to spin right the spin in my own way and they brought this this screenshot up right oh i'm not gonna name any names <laughs> but it's a girl i used to talk to um who i thought i was dating but she wasn't dating me. It's a long story. But anyways, somebody anom anonymously brought it in the group chat. And I know she's going to see this. I don't care. All right. Anonymously brought it to the group chat. Can I speak? I'm trying. And said, one of my hardest follows want to hit block every day. Right. And I don't remember the tweet. I could go through and scroll through 200 messages. But I'll just give you her personality, right? And it was something along these lines. You know, just to give a little backstory, she's that girl that I was talking to freshman year of high or freshman year, her freshman year of college, I was a senior. And she was the girl that took philosophy. And she's in philosophy one, right? And it's like, I really am a free spirit. My spirit is free, and I, I will not latch to another spirit unless my spirit tells me to latch because I am free. Like, you know, bitches start taking philosophy one in college, and they start trying to break people down and, like, be, like, observers. Like, do you want to go people watch? Like, they really ask you that on a date. You know, they're like, do you just want to go to the park and people watch? I've really become interested in philosophy and then they start taking like uh, sociology and they think placebo effect relates to everything in life like she's one of the girls that's like 
uh, we live in a simulation, man. Time? What is time? I'll wake up at 2 p.m. if I want. I'll wake up at 2 p.m. Uh, money? Money's just paper. Oh, that's what the tweet was. Money's just paper. Why can't they just print all of it? Unlimited money. Like, bro, shut the fuck up. We all live in a simulation. Your simulation can go start by you quitting your job and living in a fucking box. Because people that think like you live in a box under a bridge asking for change. Scrubbing your windshield unwarranted like, hey, I got you. Like they just spit in a bottle and start spraying it on your windshield and start scrubbing it. Now, listen, I'm not one of them people. I'm sorry. Like, don't get it twisted. I don't. I have empathy for people. All right. Yes, they're homeless. I'm not one of them people. Like, I will give my brand new shoes to a homeless man. Right. But I'm not some crazy person that's like, the homeless have to be a fucking issue in this country. Like, no, man, they don't. If you go do an interview with 70% of them, they're crackheads, bruh. Y'all are acting like these homeless people, like, had a CEO job, just tanked, and just are out here on the streets. Like, no, Delonte West turned to crack, okay? And that's why he was homeless. Once again... If I'm offending you, I don't give a fuck, all right? But these people that think that they're in a simulation, simulation, you know, I just can't deal with it. Like, me and Nia had these conversations, but at the same time, that's my girl, so I, like, re respect her viewpoint more than a random chick, you know what I mean? Like, when Nia, if Nia wants to talk about aliens and shit and she has a wild perspective on it, I know she's not fucking stupid. I know she's not. I know she's not stupid. And I got some really, I mean, y'all have heard the shit I say on this podcast. I have some really stupid ideas on shit, right? So I respect it. That woman's teaching children, though. <laughs> that woman is teaching kids. But anyways, and the thing is, this sounds like I'm being resentful towards a woman I had, you know, feelings for. It's not. I hate everybody built like that. You know? Everything's a conspiracy. They're putting rat poison in the COVID fucking test. You know what I mean? They're fucking hiding aliens from us, but they are like did a press conference over that UFOs are real and shit. You know, it's just them things. And that was another thing I started thinking about, how hard dating women in colleges, you know? Mostly the, the whole... They start taking psych. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, uh, your, your parents definitely did uh, nature over nurture, huh? Like, bitch, I don't know how long I, I was on my mama's titty. I don't know how long I was fed a bottle. I don't know any of that shit. I'm there to make a grade. You're invested in the class. That's the difference. And then they start putting this shit in their life. And then next thing you know... They take psych two out of interest and they think they can be a psychologist and break you down. That's why all these women are on social media with these long tweets. Men are so damaging because this and that and they have mommy issues. Like, no, I don't. I don't like you. You're not worth my time, bitch. Anyways. Sports time, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right, so we're going to take a look at the standings here, right? And I'm not doing my preview. I'm talking about the Heat real quick, okay? Because it 
it, and I guess it'll tie into the playoff preview, but the Heat have a big win over the Seas, and we are now two games ahead of them with, I think, four games left in the season, right? So we will, like, to me, knock on wood, unless injuries happen, we will not be in the play-in, okay? So today the Heat get a big win over the Celtics, blow a lead, but at the same time, you have to realize uh, Evan Fournier went bananas in that quarter. I think he had 16 points in one quarter, went crazy. And I, I talked about how good Evan Fournier is, um, and I still don't understand them trading away Daniel Tice. Now, did Bam have his way with them regardless? Yes. And it, it in every pregame uh, press conference, Brad Stevens talks about Bam Adebayo being a problem for them. You know, and we can we can talk about how talented these wings are for the Celtics, but man, you gotta have some. You have a you have to have a back line of some sort. They don't have a back line at all. You know what I mean? They don't have a back line, and that's gonna really affect them in the playoffs. But the Heat come in, punch them in the mouth. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo combined for two shots in the first half, and we were beating them by almost twenty. So, this is flashes of bubble heat shit. I know that sounds crazy, but what I'm seeing late in this season, we are preparing for playoffs. I'm going to pull this down so my hairline don't look so bad. My hairline ain't that bad now. Damn. Um, <laughs> um, late in the season, like I, I had this clip on my seven podcasts I recorded last week um, that I did not post. I don't know why. Uh, I was saying... This is where the Heat will show who they truly are. Are we going to drop games to a Pistons team? You know? Or are we going to go in there and punch them in the mouth? Are we going to drop games to the Celtics? Now that AC unit went off and I feel like I'm screaming. Um, are we going to drop games to the Celtics? Who, to me, is a, a much more inferior team than the Heat. They have two top 15 talents on their team. Yes, I think Jalen Brown is a top 15 player in the league. He's up there. He's he's if he's not in your top fifteen, he's in your top twenty five, he's in your top twenty, all that jumbled shit. I'll just say he's top twenty then. Jalen Brown's amazing. You know, go look at his box scores. Um <clears throat> his defense is very essential to that team. And him being able to score off those double teams that Jason Tatum brings is huge. Uh <clears throat> but the thing that they will have trouble with, they're not gonna be able to stop any of the teams in the top. I I, I don't know if they can stop Sabonis if they played them. Like, I'm, I'm dead ass. I think that their best matchup would be against the Wizards or the Hornets, obviously. But if they see the, the Pacers, I could see them having a lot of trouble with the Pacers uh, in the play-in um, when those seedings come out. You know what I mean? So that would be a big deal. I just don't see them competing with teams with elite post-play. But with the Heat, one man matters on this team. I've been saying it all year, man. Jimmy Buckets, bro. We're winning almost. We're almost winning every two out of three games with him on our team. You know, I'm getting texts about the Mavs game. Is what it is. We, uh, Spolstra has now come to this stretch. I will say this just a leak. This is my event session on the Heat. Spolstra is to me the best coach in basketball. Yes, Greg Popovich is alive. His success has not been there the last two years, and that's not his fault at all. Um. Brad Stevens to me isn't overrated, but should be doing more with what he has. I mean, bro, y'all trying to put Brad Stevens in that top tier category. I mean, they're seven seed right now, bro. Sorry. Sorry. They're seven seed. 
and they had to make a panic move because they were tanking during the season. I thought they were going to be a top four seed. I called them a contender on this fucking podcast. You know what I mean? I'll address when I'm wrong. I'll address when I'm wrong. Period. Um, and Spolstra has this strategy now where this motherfucker wants to double-team every superstar we see. We have Bam Adebayo I, I, without without Jimmy on the floor. We had to double uh, Luca. I get it. We have Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler on the floor. Why are we doubling? Yes, our off-ball defense with Trevor Ariza, Bam, and Jimmy is amazing. We're getting steals like crazy. Bubble heat shit, right? We're getting off-the-ball steals. We're forcing turnovers. We were, we we did not force turnovers before the All-Star break. Jimmy was not active for fucking more than half the games. He was inactive for 16 games. And, you know, that hurt us a lot, but now Jimmy's off-ball defense. Him and Matisse Steibel are easily the best off-ball defenders in the league. It's insane. Insane. Ed Reed shit. They're not Brian Dawkins because they're not fouling people. Because Brian Dawkins came down with a hammer pause. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just they're, they're free safeties in the sense that it's turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Once again, Jimmy Butler's leading the league in steals. <laughs> he's he's a star player on the team. He's a top 10 player in the league to me, in my eyes. He's a winner. And the thing with this Heat team, again, is Dwayne Dedman. We are not scared of Bam getting in foul trouble. We're not. Now, is he a huge part of our offense? Yes, but if he gets in foul trouble and we got Jimmy Butler in the game, I'm okay with Dwayne Dedman. He's finishing at the rim, setting good picks. He's a rim protector. What people didn't understand was we weren't missing offense when Bam was out. I mean, we kind of were with his playmaking. But with him out, we had Kelly O'Linnett guarding the paint, bro. We had Kelly O'Linnett guarding the paint. Can't have Kelly Olenek guard in the paint, okay? <laughs> Had Precious Achua, clueless Achua, just fucking, uh, what's the play? What, where do I go? Huh? Dear God, the thing is, that kid's going to be a good player. That's the problem. Now, this is going to develop with his body, pause, and he's going to become a great player. If you look at Precious, he literally is a rookie year bam. I know that sounds nuts. Go watch Bam highlights from his rookie year when he got thrown into the fire because Hassan Whiteside's a piece of shit that gives up on his team. Right? Go look at that. Athletic. Offensive rebounds. Rolling to the basket. Nothing but dunks. Had no skill. Just pure heart, will, and get easy buckets. And that's what Precious brings to the table. Right? But with this Heat team, nobody wants to see us in the playoffs. I promise you that. I don't give a fuck about these... I'm done. I've never, by the way, listened to Heat Nation, okay? Worst site in sports, probably. Well, everybody has that site for their team, but this one is overly ambitious with their bullshit that they put out. They're just like, they'll throw shit at a fan to make the fans think it's true, you know? And I'm in this exclusive Twitter chat with, like, uh, the biggest Heat fan account. Like, the Miami Heat followed that account and will hop in the group chat. I'm in that account, you know, I'm in that little world oh, they keep posting Heat Nation things in there. And I'm like, bro, quit listening to that biased shit. But the, nobody wants to play the Heat. We got one dude on the on the team today. Jimmy Butler made one field goal at half and almost dropped a 28-point triple-double. Like, this is what we're talking about here. We're talking about a dude that dominates games without scoring. 
He dominated today, and he did not score the first half. Steals, rebounds, assists, all that, man. So, you know, we're going to get into commercial break. We're going to get into this uh, conference roundup, NBA roundup, I guess. Um, break down some teams within the in the conferences to see who I think will give people trouble, shit like that. And, you know, uh, then we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook. Who would have thought me giving Russell Westbrook roses? My God. Hang on. coming at you from a different angle here i was getting tired of this this goddamn ceiling fan showing in my fucking can't it's killing me showing in my camera i'm sorry i can't do it anymore man can't do it wait can i tighten this up i'm over here trying to figure out how to use my fucking mic while using it all right there we go tighten this up all right man listen so after commercial break we're going to get into um Kind of the conference, you know, preview, I guess. I I, I don't know. Like, a, It's basically a league overview and the damage I think they could do. So these are pretty set in stone with the 10 seed up with the play-ins, right? So, um, and I believe they say that the 10 and 9 seed have to win two times in a row, all right? So it's kind of scary when you think about that if you're a fan of those teams. Um, so I did not update the Clips record. Let me do this. They are 45 and 23. That's actually a big deal. 45, 23. Um, so let's just start off with the Western Conference, right? In the Western Conference, we got the Jazz. We're going to go 1 through 10. Jazz, Suns, Clips, Denver. Dallas Mavericks, Portland Trail Blazers, LA Lakers, the Warriors, the Grizz, and the Spurs. Now, um, to me, the seven through ten is pretty much locked up. Okay, Dallas is uh, one game ahead in the the losing category for Portland. They got they got the fucking Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. They they dump that game. That's a huge loss. That would be that'd be an astronomic choke. Um. You know, but <laughs> touching touching on the Mavericks here, Luka Doncic has been what well, people aren't documenting what he's done since All Star break, right? So KP has played one game in the last eight, right? And Luka Doncic since All Star break went active. They are twenty and nine. Once again, y'all remember the tweet. Y'all remember the tweet from ESPN? Knicks have the pick. You don't know what they're going to do. Oh, my God. Are they going to get a lottery pick? I don't think so, man. I don't think so, right? So, we got the Mavs and the Denver Nuggets. To me, this is going to be a lock for the 4-5. Um, Portland can come out blazing and get it done, but I think the Mavs end up 40-28 and 28 tonight, a uh, whole game ahead. And I think that's a big, big deal. I think it is. And I, I think they said that uh, Dallas had the 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 tiebreaker over Portland as well. So if we see the series between Dallas and Denver, I think it goes seven. I think it's too close to call. And I don't know. It's just without Porzingis, Dallas is Dallas is so Luca centric that it it makes it incredible. Like. We got we got Tim Hardaway Jr. spazzing on the heat, 
right because we keep doubling we keep doubling and we keep doubling and just keep doubling and doubling and we're we're letting a top tier shot maker to me below superstar i don't care about all-star nothing tim hardaway is right there with those guys in shot making ability and he is top five flamethrower right as in bench player microwave that 2k shit microwave hall of fame he gets hot Single coverage, he misses his first three shots. We start doubling. We start giving an NBA player fucking late contest threes, and we think that's going to do the job. He drops fucking 40 on us, hit 10 threes. Yeah, is what it is, right? Um, obviously, a big problem is the Lakers, right? If they end up, I don't know if they if they keep this uh, 7C. They could go down. Um, when LeBron come when when LeBron comes back, I think they're gonna. I, I I don't know how to explain this. I think the West is gonna stay stationary. Right, Denver's five games ahead of Dallas. Dallas and Portland are gonna be fighting for that seed. That's the only thing that's gonna make a difference. It's gonna be the difference between facing a Clippers team who's ready to have their vengeance and facing a Denver team who has no Jamal Murray, their clutch big shot maker. And that showed in the uh, the Brooklyn Nets game the other night. Last night? Was it last night? Uh, no, it was Saturday. Well, today's Sunday. I think it was last night. Um, I It was the... Was it the Jazz? What? <laughs> the Jazz played the Nets. Or did the... What? <laughs> Dude, my, my fucking memory is blown. It was the... The Nets played the Nuggets, right? And they were down by 20. They came back. I watched the games. What the fuck is wrong with my memory? Bro, what's... Anyways, anyways. Whatever recent game they played, it showed. Because they couldn't finish. And and Jokic kind of got holed by the refs at the end of the game. I think that was definitely the Nets game. Um, He got holed by the refs at the end of the game, and it was just... This is going to fuck me up. No, because they played them back-to-back nights. Right? Because Rudy Gobert blocked uh, Jokic in the clutch. I saw uh, Wobbs tweet about it. Okay, either way, either way. A guard that makes shots was a big thing that they were missing out on. Now, Michael Porter Jr., another thing I was right on. He has literally been averaging right on 25.6 points a game since uh, Jamal Murray's been hurt. So... Oh, man. How many times can this podcast get it right before my shit blows up? I want to know. You know, uh, I don't have these in-depth numbers. Well, off the cut, this dude's shooting 68%, and in their cutting offense, like, nah, bro. I don't got that for you, okay? I don't have a stat guy. I do as much research as I fucking can, okay? I don't have Matisse Theibel's uh, defensive... Uh, effective field goal percentage inside three minutes in the second quarter within a four-point game. No, I don't. I don't have it. Thanks, though. Thanks. Anyways, in the West, goddamn, Denver is is super nice. I think Dallas edges them out because they have the better player in the series. I, I truly do. I think they have the better player. I think they win that series. Um, and this isn't a playoff preview. I'm trying to give you all damage. But I think Dallas is a... 
uh, I hate to say it, I think they're a one-round-and-out team, if not just a first-round team, you know. Um, the Jazz, <laughs> if the Jazz have to play the Lakers, it's it's scary hours for them, right? They're going to be a first seed that loses, in my opinion. Um, I just think that the West is much more glamorous in the East, man. I mean, we're looking at a potential a potential first-round matchup where we have LeBron versus the Suns. LeBron and AD and Drummond versus the Suns. Warriors versus the Jazz. They have nobody that can guard Steph Curry on that team, but I think they get beaten five, uh, Steph Curry's team. Portland versus Clippers, where we saw all last year, they have elite perimeter uh, defenders as names, but they give up big time, big time buckets and fold in the clutch. And we have to wait and see what Paul George does in the playoffs, right? We really do. So teams I really see going to the the Western Conference Finals. Um, I mean, I think the Lakers go, but I'm gonna take the Lakers out of the situation. They are not fully healthy yet. LeBron hadn't even came back yet. I don't want to talk about him, right? Without without the Lakers being in the picture. I think we are looking at a Clippers and Phoenix um, final. Is that even possible? It's not. Right? They're on different sides of the bracket. So that that's what I think. Those are the two teams I would pick to go to the Western Conference Finals if it goes out that way. I, I just can't pick the Jazz, bro. I can't pick the Jazz. The teams that I want going, Phoenix, Clippers. But they're on the same side of the bracket, correct? It's 2-7, 1-8, 4-5, 2-7, 1-8, play, 1-4 play. Yeah, so it can't happen that way. But I would love for it to happen. And if the Nuggets jump up one, I think the Mavs are in big trouble, man. I think Lucas showed what he could do last year. I just don't think he can repeat that. Once again, they lost in, was it five or six? I think it was six. They lost in six. I don't know. I I don't know if he can repeat those performances, and I know that team cannot keep up with this new Clippers team. This new Clippers team is better than last year, by the way. They are better. Um, And I just think people doing damage down there. Obviously, I think the Lakers can make the finals. Man, when the playoffs come around, letting y'all know if the Lakers are fully healthy and I see a fucking two-game sample with LeBron fully healthy, because he's obviously not. He came back on that ankle. He said, oh, fuck. This shit still hurts really bad. Sat out for a couple weeks again. It sucks to see it. And that's another thing. I know I'm just ranting, but guys, I'm just, my mind is going crazy right now. I'm talking about basketball. I love this shit. Um, that's another thing I was speaking on uh, on the podcast, like uh, maybe four episodes ago, three episodes ago, how we kind of got lucky with the AD year, didn't we? As LeBron fans, we go, okay, if AD stays healthy, we know what LeBron can do with a guy that good. And then now we have a season where both of them are collapsing, right? Way more serious injury for AD. LeBron can recover from an ankle injury even if he has to have surgery in six to eight weeks, right? It's a lot of rehab, and the ankle's an ankle. Mostly for a guy that big, it's not a Steph Curry situation where he always rolls it, always rolls it. Like, I think a basketball player rolls their ankle six times a game, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I used to roll my ankle all the time, right? I actually tore three ligaments in my ankle. Yeah, I was an injury-prone fuck. But 
Yeah, I think with them healthy, the Lakers are, aren't beatable, man. I'm sorry. I can't take the who I still think is the best player in the world, by the way. I can't take that dude with a dude who I think is top five in the world when healthy and a center who is a top five center in the world but hasn't got the exposure needed. And he may be a stat sheet stuffer and not a winner. I don't give a fuck when he's your third wheel. And you got Dennis Schroeder who hasn't been uh, healthy either. And you got Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. They have scoring from all different ways. And once again, the Lakers have stayed in the top three, not five, whatever, three in defensive efficiency and defensive rating since LeBron and AD both got hurt. And LeBron was on course to, to be one of the top perimeter defenders in the fucking NBA this year before he got hurt. Remember that. Remember his individual uh, defensive rating? It was insane. His opponent field goal percentage was like below 41%. I mean, fuck, man. And in the East, we have kind of a sleeping giant. Um, the 76ers haven't been talked about. They're on an eight-game win streak. I haven't... The, the national media... And I'm not doing this because Chris is my homie. I don't give a fuck. Me and Chris kind of beefing in the chat. He's talking about I want to be KD when I grow up. I want you to earn something when you grow up, Chris. You have a beautiful wife. You got two furry kids, okay? Listen, bro. You don't want to be that guy. You've earned shit in your life. I know what you come from, buddy. Listen to me, Chris. You've earned these things in your life. Why the fuck would you want to be Kevin Durant? Why? He... God knows he hadn't even deserved a good hairline. He hadn't earned it. He's going bald, bruh. Okay? You do not want to be Kevin Durant when you grow up. This is... I'm talking about the... The 76ers are not being talked about, by the way. You know, Ben Simmons... Ben Simmons has three bad games in a row, and they'll cover it like it's a fucking wildfire. Burn the franchise down. Joel Embiid is an aggressive one game. Burn it down. Trade him. But when they're doing this shit... When they're fucking winning 70% of their games, going 47 and 21, we don't peep. Don't hear a peep. We don't hear a peep. And you know what? Unfortunately for this team, who was healthy one year and was one game to me from being in the finals with a uh, with an incredible six-bounce buzzer beater by Kawhi, I think they go and win that series versus Giannis, and they go win the series. And they go to the finals, and they probably win that series. Do I think KD gets hurt? I don't know. I just think they beat them. You know, I think they do. I think they have a ring. You know what I mean? And Jimmy doesn't leave, and it becomes okay, and all this shit, right? Um, from that to a knee dislocation of Ben Simmons, who has not been giving the credit he deserves for having a injury that could have played the rest of his career by the way he comes out the same player he was I would say better at scoring in the post I don't know how I think about Ben Simmons I think Ben Simmons is a top tier post scorer I think he is I know he's a one man fast break I know he's a playmaking god and he is the best defender in the fucking world I don't care about Rudy Gobert bro get that bum shit out of here um and I just think it's funny, you know, they're talking about the Nets. The Nets had the same record in their last 10 as the Hawks, the Pacers, and the fucking Hornets. I don't know why we keep talking about the Nets, but when James Harden gets healthy, but how about we talk about the healthy team who has produced 
week in, week out, game in, game out. How about we talk about that team? Loses Joel Embiid as a whole. I'm talking about a whole. I know y'all know where I stand with Joel Embiid as an individual player. Lose Joel Embiid, don't miss a step. Toby said, I should have been an all-star. Let me show you again and again and again. One of the most underrated, untalked about players in the league is Tobias Harris. They do his 22 a night with his eyes closed. Jump shots. He's a jump shooter and really a contested jump shooter. You know, he has that 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 little hezzy pull up in the paint. And it looks like, I don't know how to explain this. It like almost hits the ceiling, but it has that arc where it looks like it airballs, it hits so much non-net, like it goes through the hoop, and it doesn't hit any net because it's so wet, and it just goes right through the net. I love watching him shoot mid-range jumpers. But in the East, the teams that I am not scared of, I am scared of the Nets, I'm not going to lie. The teams I'm not scared of are doing what I think they would do, like I said, last 10. Hawks 5-5, five and five, Pacers 5-5, five and five, Hornets 5-5, five and five, Seas 4-6, four, four and six, and the Nets are 5-5. Five and five. The Nets don't have James Harden, who I think is the most important player on that team. And he's shown that. Because Kyrie and KD, they're amazing players, so their stats are going to be there. They aren't getting people involved, bro. I hate to tell you all this. They are not getting people involved. Their stats can say six assists. I don't give a fuck. They're not getting people involved in the in the rate that you need it. James Harden is different from them two guys. Because he can go in with the fucking 10th, 11th, 13th, and 14th guy, and you will not lose a beat on offense. You will not lose a step, and you don't have to score any points. You will not lose a step. His pace, his control of the game, his playmaking, his finding open shots, his scoring ability is his scoring ability. Do you understand me? Those three average 80 a game almost, bro. I think they're at 80 a game. They, they scored 27 apiece, basically. So they're at 80 a game. Or right underneath. I think it's 79 when I did the math earlier. And James Harden is averaging 10 less points than he did in two previous years and is averaging 27. <laughs> you know how fucking crazy that is? Do you know how crazy that is? James Harden is averaging 10 less points than he did the year before and still averages more than 25 points. That's fucking nuts. And when I, I'm gonna get into his legacy too, if he wins a ring, his legacy becomes. Man, we're talking about one of the greatest offensive players ever on the team with two of the greatest offensive players ever. But I have certain teams I think are playoff teams. I am a Heat fan, and anybody out there that knows basketball knows the Heat are built for the playoffs. Does that make sense? So, and this is just like this last ten game sample. To me, every game that I've watched in the NBA has had high intensity. I don't give a fuck if the the 76ers are playing the Cavs. I don't care if the Mavs are playing the fucking Pistons. There is this high intensity from these elite teams, and they may give up leads, or they may, but they fight back. They don't just go, ah, regular season. It's a, no, get the starters in. We need to win this game. There's this playoff intensity these last 10, right? And it's so funny. I go into it going, who am I scared of? Who am I not? I'm not scared of the Hawks, like I said before. Pacers, Hornets, Celtics, at all. At all. And with the Nets, I truly, I swear to y'all, I am not scared of them if James Harden does not play basketball. I am not scared of KD and Kyrie. I swear to God I'm not. Go look at their bench, bro. That shit is laughable. And I know KD's a walking 30. 
I know he is. But when that 30 turns into 9 for 28, 30, it's a different 30. When Kyrie comes in and goes 7 for 21 and drops 26, that's a different 26. It is. It's just a different 26. It just is, man. The teams that I think are playoff built are the Heat, the Knicks, 76ers, and the Bucks. Look at this shit. 76ers are 8-2, like I said, on an eight-game win streak. Bucks are 8-2 in the last 10, five-game win streak. The Heat are 7-3, one of them not being with Jimmy Butler in their last 10. And the Knicks are 7-3. They just came off a two-game losing streak and won one, so they're actually like 8-2 in their last 10. And those are the teams I'm worried about. I think it's funny how that works, how I just go, those teams late in the season will look at it different, you know? I don't see the Hawks being that big of a deal in the playoffs. They have a very dynamic player. His name is Trey Young. That roster is very good. I think Clint Capella could annoy the fuck out of people. But if you're telling me the Hawks are playing the Heat or the Knicks, you got me fucked up. I'm not picking the Hawks, right? I think that there's a lot of unproven talent going into the playoffs when, I don't know, I saw the 76ers, they're not unproven. People forget what the 76ers do when they're healthy, it seems like, in the playoffs. You know, they did have Jimmy Butler, who who might be, um, other than Joel Embiid and Kevin Durant, I'm, yes, over Kyrie. I think he's the best player in every series. Yeah, yes, Giannis, yes. I'm not talking about skill-wise or... Does that make sense? Like, I believe I saw him beat Giannis down. I saw what we did to Giannis. He averaged 22 points in the series. I saw him ugh, look bad. I think the only game they won was the one he got hurt in. Like, I saw that team just deflate when they saw how he was playing. Beat him in five. People forget, I'm not scared of the Bucks. We just beat them in five. We beat them in five, and it was not close. They had 13-point leads, hitting threes all over the place first quarter. Settle in. Fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler. Ooh, 40-piece. Too small. Get them off me. Like, this is the show I'm talking about. 76ers I'm fucking scared of. They got a goddamn 7-3 unicorn that's going to sit there. And the thing I get mad about with watching him is that it, he has that thing where it's, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's a Shaq thing, right? The worst shot you're going to get is a contested 12-footer from the best player on the floor. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want to face that shit. That's a problem. That's what I was saying about CP. So with Joel, he simply gets you good shots from his existence on the floor. From him putting on a jersey... 100%, 25%. He gets you a good shot. And that's why I don't want to play those motherfuckers. I don't want to play them. We double Joel. And then he he struggles. I can just see. Oh, my God. I can picture it now. He struggles with the double team the first two games. Right? We go up 1-1. Probably should have won one of those games. We're up 1-1, right? And then he comes back game four, game five, game three, whatever. And he dishes out 11 assists. Seth Curry hitting. Ben Simmons hits a fucking corner three. You know, I can just picture it now, and then me and Chris's friendship turns into ashes. 
Oh, it's a, it's a good time in the East right now. I'm sorry. It's going to be fun to watch those. I'm not worried about the Celtics. They don't have enough uh, backline pressure. The Hornets will be fun to watch LaMelo, and I think LaMelo will make plays. But if they face the 76ers, they ain't got a shot. I'll say that. Um, but obviously, I've said this all year, the 76ers are my favorite to come out the East. So, yeah. But we're going to get into this man. Russy Russ, we're getting into Russ. I'm telling you, I'm coming with the hour pods, man. I'm I'm here for the hour pods. I think my content's fire. Now, do I like a quick little listen, a little 45 minute or? I do, I do, I do. Um, oh, when talking about Russ, the Wizards are what from his play really, and I just watched that game where he got his uh getting into this his 181st triple double, um, the most of all time or tied the most of all time, thinking that it was going to take him a long time. It's so funny. NBA media thought it was going to take him a long time. He, he did it in a couple seasons, which is crazy. After averaging a triple-double, now for his fourth season, um, third in a row, I believe. Uh, and people forget how um, the season that it would have made it five was the Houston season. He averaged 28-7-7, seven and seven, or 27-7-7. Uh, just a completely great year from him. Career high in fucking field goal percentage. He played great, and he was alongside a top five player in the NBA and James Harden. So, But the Wizards are in there, and they're scary, man. People forget what we didn't get from that game that nobody talked about. I watched so, like, y'all y'all heard Bates on the pod, right? I watched my homies' teams. I watched the Mavs. I watched the Sixers. I watched the Heat. I watched the Nuggets because of Lucas. He's a fake. He's a fake fan. He's a fake fan. He was he was hoping for a Jamal Murray injury. I'm just saying he was because he wanted MPJ to get a bigger role. He wanted Jamal Murray traded, and he celebrated when he got hurt. I didn't say it. He did, right? He celebrated when Jamal Murray got hurt. Um, I watched that from the buzzer, right? People don't get that. Bradley Beal did not play the whole overtime. He had 50 points. Bradley Beal had 50. People forget that Bradley had 50 that game. It was an incredible game. Sealed off with a game-winning block, uh, game-winning free throws, and it wasn't even controversial. The call was obvious. That was a foul on his jumper. It wasn't even fucking close. If you think it was close, you're a nut. You really are. Um, But anyways, so getting into this man's legacy, right? Um, Just to give my... My previous opinions on Russ, right? I call him what he is. I think he's an unclutch. Um, I wouldn't say unclutch. I would say non-playoff performing, fantastic player. I think he is a level above Paul George. I think he's a tier above Paul George in the superstar categories. Um, but I don't think he's in that that top tier level. Does that make sense? And I can't. I'm not going to give you a position because I think he defies positions. How can I label a man who will average 12 points or uh, 12 rebounds a game a point guard? How can I label a man a shooting guard when he averages 11 assists? How can I label a man a point guard when he averages 25 points? Does that make sense? Oh, she cleaned the bathroom. That bleach is going to fucking infest my brain. Um, How can I, you know what I mean? Like, how can I judge that? And with this triple-double thing, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip 
basically more than half of his career. I think that the Thunder years were cool, right? The Thunder years were awesome with KD. KD ditched him like a bitch. That's just a fact. People forget, guys. KD, <laughs> KD lost a 3-1 series. That he was up 3-1 in, lost 3-1. Then joined a team that lost a 3-1 series that was 73-9 while not letting Russell Westbrook know what he was doing, which is fucked up, right? And I just had these numbers laying here. And so the year KD left, first year Russell Westbrook, right? First year Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double. One of the most amazing individual seasons I've ever seen in my life um you go watch those um those highlights it's uh it's fucking incredible so just to give like uh because I remember and I was like their roster wasn't that good and I didn't realize how bad it was just to give y'all context they had 12 players that were in year four or under 12 players and they had notable names on there Jeremy Grant was in year two. Depot, Victor Oladipo, year year three. Andre Roberson, year three. Sabonis was a rookie. DeMontis Sabonis was a rookie. Steven Adams was in year three. This is a this is a fucking rebuild squad. Russell Westbrook led them to 47 and 35. What? 47. In 35, and to round out the roster, they had Nick Collison and Ennis Cancer. That was their rotation. 47 and 35 for this man. Do you get that? Sam Presti was trying to do a rebuild. Russ said, nah, 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 nah. He goes to the playoffs that year after winning MVP. He goes to the playoffs that year. He loses a game where he drops 51, 10, and 13. He loses another game where he drops 35, 14, and 14. And then he loses another game after losing in five where he dropped 47, 11, and 9. Yuck. Hunter, what's his shooting percentage? That was my question back in the day. Why the fuck are we asking that question? He put up 47. I don't give a fuck if he made 47 free throws, motherfucker. He put up 47 in a playoff game. And lost in five. In five. Listen, as a previous Westbrook hater, I understand. I'm older now. I'm 26. I know when I'm witnessing greatness. I know when I'm witnessing greatness, bro. I know it. And if you watch Russell Westbrook, the stat padding shit is out the window. His talent isn't even his best attribute. It's his fucking effort. And if you really love sports, I don't want the guy that's nonchalant. I don't like the dude that is cool with it. Does that make sense? Like... I can't even think of somebody that's cool with it. That's a great player. Like, people do shit that's cool, but the greatest players are the ones that'll put their lives on the line. That dude, 
Kobe fans love Russ, I would hope. Jordan fans love Russ. And I'm a I'm a Brawny fan. I love Russ too now. I've see I see it. I have I saw the light. I see it now. Fuck his playoff record. Fuck his shooting percentage. I watch him to watch him play ball. I know that sounds like a dumb idea, right? But when I watch LeBron, I watch him to win a championship. When I watch Jimmy, I watch him to, um, because he's the head of my franchise and shit like that, I watch Steph Curry to see him shoot from the parking lot. I watch Russell Westbrook to purely watch him play basketball. Don't care how he plays. Does that make sense? I watch him to watch him. This dude can drop 11, 11, 11, and he plays like he was going to drop 70. He plays like he is working for a spot on the roster every night. And then his stat output is just bananas because his talent is on a whole nother level than most of the people in the league. He started playing hurt this year, right? He started out hurt. Really hurt. Hurting, man. Wasn't playing too hot, right? Remember remember the tweets? I tweeted about him. Remember the criticism? It reminded, and, and, and a dude that, I hate to compare everything to the Heat, but a dude that's similar right now, not comparing them in school, is Tyler Hero. I was shitting on Tyler Hero. He sat out 10 games. He comes back from a foot injury. Been hooping, right? He's healthy. He's healthy. He knows the playoffs around the corner. And I'll say this, Russell Westbrook always knows what time it is. When that playoff starts creeping, he can feel it in his fucking soul. I know he does. I know he does. I can tell by his mentality in that overtime the other night. Russell Westbrook just said, we're not losing. It was crazy. It was it's that thing that Russ can do because he's an all-time great player, period. And he does have a better career than Allen Iverson. I hate to say it. Um, four Western Conference Finals. 11-9 in the playoffs. Total series. He has 20 series. Um, a finals appearance. 0-1. Play against arguably one of the greatest teams ever. But yeah, Russ said he ain't losing that night. Offensive rebounds. Defensive rebounds. Sprinting. Everywhere. <laughs> like Russ doesn't need an excuse to work hard. That's the difference. Russ does not need an excuse to play hard. Up 20, down 20, ball a tie game, OT, first quarter, fourth quarter, regular season, exhibition, playoffs, finals, first round. Same consistent play style. You may hate his rushed. Rushed mentality. You know? His, I'm going to do it by myself mentality. But guess what, man? I started respecting what the fuck he does. How he... I started respecting his respect for his profession. That's the best way I can put it. That son of a bitch, in a good way, puts his fucking heart, soul... Dude, we talk about how people play after their relatives die or somebody close to them dies. I hate to say it. Russ plays like that every fucking night. 
Russ plays like somebody in his family passed away. Or that he has something to prove. Or he had a bad game last game. Every game. 82 to 100. Whatever he plays. It's insane. And back to his legacy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm once again, guys, I'm just ranting here, bro. Been a week. Um, and y'all want to talk about there's there's all the when I have arguments with my friends who are really Kobe Jordan guys more than LeBron, they'll never say Kobe's not better than LeBron or Bron's better than Kobe. Which, if you really know basketball, you know it's really not close. All right. Um, R.I.P. to Kobe though. No jokes. All that shit. But we all know that if you really know basketball, you know that LeBron is just a better basketball player than Kobe Bryant. Um. But we're not going to get into that. So, my whole thing is, those guys, those Kobe Jordan guys are, we want LeBron losing, scoring, shooting 58 times and hitting 10, rather than him shooting 15 and hitting 9, right? That's what you got in Westbrook. So, his first year with Paul George, we all know what happened. They go down to the Jazz in six. The infamous Paul George game where he drops fucking five points, two of 16 in game six, right? Russell, people give Russell Westbrook a lot of criticism for not knowing when it's not his time. So this is a wild stat, by the way. I did research, and this is crazy. Prepare for this. In the first four games of that series, he was trying to be a good teammate. Paul George played good. Paul, dude, playoff piss only happens in big games. Game 1, 36. Game 2, 23. Game 3, 32. Game 4, 34. Oh, he was balling. He was balling. He was going off. But he realized, and you go look at the box scores, Paul George is dropping 30. They lost by 17. Westbrook goes off. They win. Last two games. First four games. Westbrook shot 79 shots total. In the last two games alone, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Game five, game six. Russell Westbrook shot 82 shots. <laughs> yes. Look it up. Look it up, bitch. <laughs> he shot 39 and 43 shots. He did. He went 45, 15, and 7, and 46, 10, and 5 those last two games. He said, I'm done being Mr. Nice Guy. We're not going down on my watch. I will not let them beat me. And I'm dead, or I, I would say, I'm letting them beat me, if anything. I'm not letting them beat you and y'all, right? And I honestly respect that shit. Somehow, some way, I respect a motherfucker who's going to shoot 39 shots and be like, no offense to y'all, fuck my teammates. Russell Westbrook is the best player on that floor. Fuck it, bro. Take them 39. Take them 43 shots. Look it up. That's wild. He really shot 82 shots in two games. Like, if you really think about a dude shooting 41 times... But when your teammate goes two for 16, and you know he ain't got it, you know he ain't got it, right? He knew he didn't have it. You got to take over. I'm done with you. It's not your turn no more. Joe Ingles is in your head. 
This is where playoff piss started, and it was really the next year. And once again, Paul George's stat line will never look bad. This is what I was talking about with KD and Kyrie, right? His last year with them, they lose to the Trailblazers, give them the walk-off. That's just Dame Lillard being Dame. Paul George had three games that stood out to me. Eight for 24, his stats looked amazing. Three for for 16, stats looked amazing. And eight for 21, stats looked amazing. But when your second best player is shooting 33%, I know when you're first, dude, Russell Westbrook's out here putting up fucking 35% every game. It's just, to me, it's different. It's different when Russ does it, right? Because Russ is always in the driver's seat when he does it. He's always looking for full impact. He's always looking to win. To me, when Paul George does it, it's, Paul George does it, it's, ah, I look smooth. I look good. Contested, it's it's no will to win. You can just see the different mentalities. I don't ever see Paul George forcing shit in the fourth quarter because he wants to win. Like I said, I respect Russ doing that. We're down by six. Fuck it, I'm pulling a three. <laughs> I've come to respect what Russell Westbrook is. Stop looking at him for, I'm tired of doing this with athletes. I'm done looking at them for what I want them to be, and I'm looking at them for what they are. And once you start doing that with anything in life, really, but people, anything, but mostly athletes, bro, stop begging Russ to be a fucking uh, a Chris Paul. He's not. He's not. He's an athletic freak. You want him to be Chris Paul? I don't. I got a Chris Paul. He's fantastic. He's amazing. <laughs> I want Russ to be Russ. And another thing on that that first season, I didn't mention his stats. First season averaging a triple-double, we went 32-11-10. Shot 85% career high at field goal uh, free throw percentage and shot his career high in three-point percentage. So it's just led him to the sixth seed. It was just incredible. And really, that's my thesis on the whole thing. Y'all know I love my thesis statements. Um, My thesis is really, man, except athletes and people, but this isn't some fucking deep argument. I'm talking about athletes, really. Except athletes for what they are. Stop dreaming on a wishing well what the fuck you think they can be or will be. And yes, if you're looking at a development of a player, talk about that. But in the moment, talk about them how they are. Right? I'm not talking about Bam what I think he could be in two years because y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even want to know what the fuck I think Bam could be in two years. I w- it's my most blasphemous, probably my most blasphemous take I ever have on this fucking pod. Um, but just that's that's my thing. Just look at people for what they are and accept what they are, and then you'll find their greatness within what you're watching. Mostly if it's a guy like Russell Westbrook. Once again. When I watch him play now, he may miss 10 shots in a row, but he has no malicious intent, and I promise you I he is not stat-padding. And I don't know why I'm defending this man, but that man is not stat-padding, bro. I promise you, he literally will give his all to win. He will give everything he has just to win. It's insane. And now you see it with them. They got healthy, and they are... 
went right up the standings. They were like in last place in the East, bro, and that's hard to do. He got healthy. People aren't talking about him now, man. They're seeing his gaudy stats the last 10 games. They aren't talking about what he did while Bradley Bill was hurt. He was really carrying this squad, and they easily could have rolled over. But guess what? They got fucking Russell fucking Westbrook on their fucking team, and they didn't. So that's really all I got on Russ, man. His legacy, um, once again, he defies a a position. He defies what you're supposed to be able to do on a basketball court. You're not supposed to be able to average 22. This month, what is he averaging? 23, 16, and 16. Those are real stats, I believe, uh, NBA Central posted today. Um, or last month, sorry, the month of April. Uh, yeah, man. I'm not putting a ceiling on Russ. Russ is a top 10 player that I've ever witnessed in my entire life. And that's saying something because I grew up in an era with D-Wade, Braun, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Dark Nowitzki, Chris Paul. Like, we're talking about a lot of legends, man. And I think that, once again, positional basketball is for a novice of the game who needs a 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 to describe where people go and what people play. This is a positionless basketball league. And I'm not going to limit Russell Westbrook to a fucking position to put him in a top five and a point guard list that don't even matter to him. That man is an outstanding player who gives his all every night. And that's what he is to me. He is one of the best competitors I've ever seen. He is the best competitor since Kobe Bryant on the basketball court. And that's that. And with that, it's in the pod, man. Y'all know what I'm coming back with. A playoff preview, H? Oh, my. Oh, two pods in a week. Y'all remember, I, I did two pods in a day. Two 45-minute pods in a day, and I'll bring it back again, motherfucker. Let's go, man. Hey, thank y'all for listening. I know we went, like, down a wild trail there, right? Heat, fucking conference, all that. But guess what? End up on Russell Westbrook. Thought it was a good conversation to have, and... Knowing that I used to be a huge hater of him, I've realized what he is, and he's an amazing player. All-time great. Will be remembered forever. And guess what? Y'all will be remembered forever because I love y'all so much for listening. Thank y'all for listening. I love y'all so much. And uh, until next time, the fucking pod goat is out. Niggas love me Obama I'm going harder than ever before, nigga I put that shit on my mama I'm going harder than ever before, nigga I put that shit on my mama Let's run it back, I'ma stick to the facts AW just put them boys on the map It can get dark, so I link with the bat No, I'm not looking unless it is fat I want some dogs and we looking for cat Better the bitches, she came with some tats Fuck yeah. with the plug, he be frontin' the pack Feel yeah. like a titan, the beat was attacked yeah. Niggas be hatin', but niggas don't say shit I level up, take his bait Quick, he taking shots out of face Live. And we left the nigga on the pavement